0: Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. We're uh, Belgian Diaries, and this is day number 12. And today is my last day here, which means that uh, I think I should be at about day 16 or 17. So forgive me, I tried to do every day. But uh, if you've been listening to these diaries, you know that it's actually been a few days since I released one. Uh, The last one that I should have released was talking about the race recap of the last race that I did. And I'm going to make it real short and sweet. (laughs) Truth be told, I actually have a race recap. Uh, I just didn't publish it. um, And I don't do that often. But literally, y'all, when I got up that morning and I was going to do the race recap and I did actually record something, I was so groggy. And I was so tired uh, that I don't even I don't even know if what I was saying was even coherent or not but I'm gonna give you a quick little I'm not gonna spend a lot of time in this episode giving you a race recap. Um, the last race was 117k uh, It was the biggest field that I raced in while I was here. We had like 120 riders and it was great. It was a great last one for me. It was the one that I kind of was looking for in terms of not really needing to do anything special, just executing the skills that I know that I had already possessed. And really what it took was me just shutting my mind off. I mean, plain and simple, I shut the mind off, I raced my bike, I stuck my nose in it, I stayed near the front. I I did make one mistake that I'll just talk about real quick here. I let the move of the day, uh, about 15 guys, I think, get up the road early and we never saw them again. I feel like I had the fitness to be in that move. And, you know, when I come back, that, that's going to be the aim. That's going to be the target is, okay, great. Like now you're like the best of the rest. Cause I was one of the strongest guys left once that breakaway was gone. Uh, but like, okay, but you're racing for 16th. Um, and so anyhow, but it was good. Another fun course, tight, narrow roads. There's actually a GoPro video from one of the guys that uh, is on the trip with us, Jack White which is on my Facebook page, which gives you a pretty good idea of like how narrow the roads are and just kind of the ebb and flow of the racing and the speed and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to go check that out on my Facebook page, there is that. Okay. So what have I been doing like the last couple of days? Well, um, you know, the day after the race, we, we took an easy just recovery ride, and so we did the thing where we went to Odenard. Uh, their, the, the place that we went to, the coffee shop that we really, really liked, um, they were closing down because their bakery is uh, changing locations, and so they were going to be closing for three weeks, so we went down there and took the opportunity to have our last... Uh, the coffee's good. Don't get me wrong. The cappuccinos are good. Uh, but like we were there mostly for the pastries. The pastries were awesome. They were really good pastries. So we went down there, had one last pastry, uh, you know, rolled back to the house. Pretty, pretty uneventful day. Pretty easy. Pretty, um, pretty chill day. Got back to the house and just kind of hung out, played cards and did all that kind of stuff. But yesterday, Oh, yesterday just a short 45 kilometers bike ride from the house, we can make our way into France and to Roubaix to go visit the Velodrome in Roubaix, where Perry Roubaix ends. And, um, that was like another highlight of the trip that I had been so much, so looking forward to. And, uh, we went out there yesterday. It was awesome. We all took off. There's a couple of guys that have come in. So our group has swelled in size. We had about 11 guys riding and we all rode out there nice and easy. And uh, a couple hours later, we're in Roubaix. Like I got to see the velodrome and, um, I don't know. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how I would feel. Again, I'm a geek. You guys know that. Like, I've said it. Like, I'm a nerd. Like, you guys have seen me post all these pictures. Like, Flanders Museum was, like, amazing. Um, But, like, I, I go into Roubaix, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, what would it feel like to come into this velodrome full of people, and you're about to win one of the biggest bike races in the world? Or you're just... You've been able to participate in the hell of the North Peru Bay, and you're about to finish it, right? So man, we get in there and I took a couple of laps. Now here's, I had never been on a velodrome, okay? Uh, So I had never ridden on the track, um it was weird. It was really, really weird. Like the banks, like you're on the banks and the bike is kind of slanted a little bit. And I'm thinking to myself, man, am I going to like, am I going to fall off? Like, am I literally going to fall off this track? You know, is my bike going to lose momentum? But it was really, really cool. I was told that this Velodrome in particular is very, very sticky. It's very tacky. Like you can even ride it when it's raining, um, that the surface is like that good and grips that well. So, we took a couple of laps of the velodrome in Roubaix, and then Chloe, uh, Christian's wife, again, the one that's been cooking for us, making the amazing food and doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for us, like she had gone over in the van with uh, with Buddy and Rini, and they were waiting for us. We had a picnic inside the infield in the Roubaix velodrome. So we had lunch, like picnic style, um, just awesome hanging out. The weather was fantastic. And then came the really, really cool moment. It doesn't happen all the time, but apparently, um, for the last few times, they've been able to get us, and they, I mean Chloe mostly, uh, into the showers at the velodrome where the riders go and shower up after they've done Paris-Roubaix. And uh, like when we got there, the cafe was closed. So the the guy that like runs the cafe is the guy that can get us into the showers. And so I was kind of bummed. Um, I was like, well, I mean, what are you going to do? Right. But we're there and we're having lunch and all of a sudden, like the door to the cafe was open again. And so some of the guys went in there to get some souvenirs and stuff. And then Chloe went in there and then she's like, comes back and says, all right, you know, I talked to the guy, we can go ahead and go into the showers. And so, Uh, you have to kind of like ride around the kind of like gift shop thing. It's not like right connected to the velodrome, but you kind of ride around the corner a little bit and uh, you, you go in and it's, here's the thing. I didn't think the velodrome was, was glamorous. Like it looked kind of old. Um, you know, it looked, uh, dated, but it, like what I was saying was it, it wasn't the velodrome and it wasn't really the showers that made it this spectacle that made it the thing that was like really really cool. It was what's been done on that velodrome and who's been in those showers. Like that's the that's the thing, right? That's the thing that adds that that touch that magic to it. So you know you walk into the showers and it's like this kind of hot kind of humid room, but you're walking up and down the rows of these showers and they've got the nameplates of all the winners, and so. I literally walked and looked at every single nameplate, and I took a couple of pictures. Unfortunately, some of them came out kind of blurry, but again, if you go on my Facebook uh, or if you jump on my Instagram, like, I, I took pictures of some of those nameplates now. It's like, big deal, it's a nameplate. It says what year he wanted in or whatever, you know, what year the, the rider wanted in or whatever, and it's not that big of a deal, but man, like, when you're there, again, like, So much of now that I'm on my last day and I'm going to throw out one more podcast, but it'll be back when I'm in the States and gather all my thoughts. But like one of the things that I'm I'm probably going to say over again for sure is like the fact that I'm trying my best, but there's a little bit of a gap between like listening to me say this stuff and then actually like you walk, you walk in in the showers in Roubaix, like you get on the velodrome, like you go to the tour of Flanders, like you ride the Koppenberg, like you do one of these Kermesses or one of these races, like the, the, you experiencing it is going to be so much more powerful and so much more transformational than like me telling you about it. But at the same time, I appreciate you tuning in and I hope that you've enjoyed them. Uh so anyhow we we geeked out a little bit at Rubate. Real cool, like we were in the cafe, uh the, like again, the little the little coffee shop, gift shop, you know, type place, and we're just kind of hanging out. Uh and uh guys are filling up water bottles for the ride home, and some guys are getting some coffees, some guys again bought some gifts, and we're just hanging out, we're just kind of talking to each other. And um the, the the guy running the cafe is a guy named Dan, we know him now, Dan or Daniel. And, uh, he just, all of a sudden he's like, Hey, here, you know, you guys all have one of these. And he gave us a, he gave us a Perry Roubaix water bottle, uh, really cool for, for all of us. Like, he's just like, here, here, you guys here. Um, I, I think he probably saw the excitement. Oh, one of the, one of the places that I got to go. Uh, and again, like, it's kind of cool. Cause you go at a time when it's not really busy and there's not really a lot of, bu- a bunch of people. I mean, there were a couple of people that dropped into the velodrome and did a couple laughs, but like nobody really spent the time there that we did. Um, I got to go into the room where the officials go, uh, where the commissaries go and all that. So like, you know, they there's a table in there where they kind of have their meetings and they kind of do their thing and all that. And in there, there was a bunch of really cool pictures. And so I'm literally walking, and looking at all the cool pictures and the captions are in French, and so me knowing Spanish, I'm able to kind of look at some of that. But just um, gosh, a lot of tradition, a lot of history there, just so many cool things happening in that room. And so that was really, really neat. Um, so anyhow, that was my that was my second to last day. We came home to a pizza party. <laughs> so uh again, I've told you that uh, the house that we're staying at is a, it's connected to like a house where the the, prop, the owners of the house live. So they live in a separate house, but it's kind of all connected. Um, and they, because they become friends, because Christian and Chloe have brought groups over year after year after year, and they always rent out this house, um, they become friends with uh, Dirk and Katrine. And, uh, oh, and their boys rode with us too, uh, out to the velodrome. Their boys had never ridden out to the velodrome. I, I do want to talk about that for a second. This is crazy. Um, their Their boys rode out to the velodrome dom and floor rode out to the velodrome with us and these guys don't race but they're one of them's 13 and the other one i believe is like 17 or so and they rode in a two-up pace line they kept it tight on tight bike paths taking hands off the bars riding you know no-handed in gravel because we hit some gravel sections uh, rode up a cobbled climb, like it was amazing to me. Especially the thirteen-year-old, especially Floor. Like it was amazing to me to see um, the dexterity, the skill that he already had on a bicycle, and he's he's not a racer. Like he handled his bike like somebody back home who's been racing their bike for seven years. It just so fluid, so natural, uh, and that's one of the again part of the reason we're coming out here a lot of us as americans when we get out here one of the things that we realize is we we don't handle our bikes as well we're not as comfortable with our bikes and that translates into the races one of the problems that i had personally of not being able to position yourself well hold your position well uh you know take take turns at the speed that these guys are taking the turns but again just kind of going back to the race recap I feel like I got it the best that I had gotten it on this last race. So that was really, really cool for me. But uh, so anyhow, uh, back to, you know, the pizza party. So they have like a brick oven in their house and they invite us over and they literally just bring out pizza after pizza, after pizza, after pizza, really, really good. I mean, I had for the first time ever yesterday, I had pizza with salmon on it. I had pizza with scallops and, and mussels on it. Uh, what else? Uh, some of the other pizzas were, uh, were, you know, kind of standard fare, but again, just made hot and ready and fresh for us. So that was a great time. We had a great time just like, you know, having pizza and then afterwards, um, we we goofed around a little bit uh, in the backyard, like the riders and and Christian and I, and we uh, we were playing this soccer game where we were trying to hit as many headers as possible, like keep the keep the ball in the air and hit as many headers as possible. And we literally had some moments yesterday where we were all like rolling over, laughing on the floor, like some of us literally were on the floor laughing that hard. Um, so just. Um, been really neat. One of the things that uh, that I've really gathered from this trip as well is just the relationships that I've been able to form with some of the guys and uh just really really cool. So yeah, uh so what am I going to do on my last day? I will bring you a podcast episode recapping this day. It'll probably be tomorrow when I'm in Atlanta. Um let's, uh, Long story, I, I'm, I'm actually leaving tomorrow, but I won't get to Texas until July the 4th, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's the price of getting a cheap flight, uh, is that I have an 18-hour layover in Atlanta, but uh, I'll bring you guys a podcast episode during that layover. Uh, but um, what I'm going to do today is... Uh, I'm going to ride one, maybe two, probably two of the Tour of Flanders loops. So at the Flanders Museum, they've got a map with uh, three routes that they have. They've got a blue route, a red route, and a yellow route. And these routes uh, do the Flanders course, right? So they do them all at like, you know, different little points. They take in the climbs and they do all that good stuff. And so I've really got nothing to do today. And I want to ride my bike pretty much all day. Um, so I am going to take on a couple of those loops, uh, with a couple of the guys and we're going to go out there. I'm not going to hammer them. Uh, I'm going to ride them and take them all in and, you know, just, uh, just get in a good, nice bike ride and then get home and, uh, probably decompress a little bit and then start packing my stuff up because I gotta go tomorrow. Um, so Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys, and uh, yeah, if you haven't caught any of the previous episodes, um, again, just between one thing and another. I mean, I'm recording this one pretty early in the morning just to get it out to you guys, but between one thing and another, I haven't really published uh, that that all the episodes have been out. So if you missed a couple, go back in and jump in and get them. If you got any questions or anything you want to ask, uh, anything about my experience that like has piqued your interest that you'd like more information on, man, I'd love to. I'd love to dialogue with you. So anyhow. All right, y'all, y'all have a fantastic rest of your day.